this podcast is for educational or entertainment purposes only. This podcast is not to be a substitute for seeking mental health therapy, mental health treatment if necessary. If you or your loved one is in need of mental health services, please call 911. Please contact your mobile crisis. For those outside of the U.S., please contact your emergency services or go to your nearest hospital. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Hello, social workers, mental health professionals, and change agents. Welcome to another episode of the Social Work Rants Podcast. I'm your host, Bash Moreno. Saludos a todos. Greetings, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, tapping in, however you are watching or listening to the podcast. Um, You can follow the podcast on social media platforms such as Instagram at the Social Work Rants Podcast. That's all one word. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Check me out while still free at Social Work Rants and also uh, Facebook, a.k.a. Meta. Type in the Social Work Rants podcast. Hit the like button. Uh, thank you, everybody, for your love, for your support. Uh, thank you for rocking with me. Gracias a todos por su apoyo. I uh, really appreciate all, all the love and support. I really, truly appreciate it. Um, definitely uh, make sure this Episode is brought to you by Bass City Entertainment, your home for online holistic self-care for social workers, mental health professionals, and other helping professionals like teachers, school psychologists, using poetry and uh, virtual Zumba classes uh, featuring my book, uh, Triumph Through Pain, How to Maximize Your Full Potential During Hard Times is available on uh, paperback and on Kindle, on Amazon, so make sure you Get your copy for those who purchased the copy. Thank you so much for purchasing it. Please leave a, a review on Amazon. I, I really, truly appreciate it. Um, and also, uh, make sure you, you get the copy of this lovely book, Latinx and Social Work, Volume 2, is also available on Amazon. It's already number one bestseller literally two days before it came out. The book's been out for just over a month. So, uh, is available in English and Spanish, so make sure you get your copies. It's a juicy, juicy book. I've been mentioning the book um, for a while and have had contributing uh, uh, authors on, on the podcast for, for a while. So, uh, and speaking of contributing authors, uh, we have the talented Elizabeth Conte. Uh, ¿Cómo estás? How you doing? Bien, ¿y tú? I'm good. Muy bien. I'm glad... Uh, we able to connect and and you know we can talk about the book and talk about all the great things that you have you have been doing and continue to do and and what and what is next for you. So uh, how's your day going? Oh, it's going well. Thank you for having <laughs> me. No, of course, of course. Um, we're talking off offline about 
how you know the beauty of, of this book, you know, bringing us you know together, and also uh, you know the group the group chat is always something going on, and and just um, the beauty of networking and relationships and in, in, in the field and um, just all the talent that that that's in in the book and. Uh, literally put us t- together there's like a, a million dollars worth of, worth of ideas and talent that, that exists in the, the social work Latinx and social volume two uh, book edition and the, at the book launch so you had to be there like it was definitely a, a beautiful experience you know meeting so many uh, uh msw students and and just seeing the the excitement and like the future of, of social work like live and in person was definitely a a, a beautiful and touching uh, experience. Definitely, that was an experience. <laughs> let, 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 let's start with that. Like how how like tell me like give me your your perspective or how that was for you. Like from writing uh, your chapter, which uh, you know I I read today and definitely it was like it's some powerful stuff and like some some of the stuff I, I kind of experienced a little bit my myself in, in, in my career so like just tell me or tell the, the uh well tell the, uh, the listeners and viewers about it um this the well the book writing experience I was just crying um I I always, I was, you know, I always wanted to write, um, and you know, and I had the opportunity now with Erica and Latinx, um, for social workers, um, but it was like digging in. It was very like going back, you know, to like I think to wounds that you that you already healed, and then it's like you kind of like reopen them, and it's like then you're like crying on all over again, um, and it's reminiscing those stories. And it's actually seeing how much growth you have made personally and professionally. Um, it was, you know, so it was a this it was a touching um, experience. No, I, I, absolutely. I I was telling um, Erica Erica Sandoval, the main author of, of the book, and it kind of brought us all together. Is uh, that when I saw like the final edit and like read through everything literally and I was reading it like I saw the email reading it while I was at work and definitely had like tears coming down and, and it was like I was hoping that my, my supervisor don't walk by and see me crying because <laughs> she will be nosy and ask me like are you okay <laughs> and, but I was like wow like this is like the final piece this is uh for the world to to read and um you know, my story I got you know f- my very very intimate close friends know the story but you know, I've had like you no know, co-workers and people who I have associated with or people who I met you know between Instagram and social work friends and like they don't know the story at all so it was like definitely a, a powerful uh the whole book is powerful so, for what I read so far that people being so vulnerable and and honestly telling you know their truth I was like wow like you really like went through this and it's like very you know inspiring that, that despite that you're still pushing through and doing all the things that that you're doing so um and kudos to you um coming from from Puerto Rico and coming 
yes <laughs> thank you to new jersey and uh that that's a culture shock already culture shock. especially especially in you in, in, in union city uh you know uh that's definitely like i know a little bit of of, of you know of that area um you know living living in um you know hackensack and like, driving by in fact Know, some friends that that lived in like you like that area um and definitely a lot of good food in, in that area a lot of good restaurants there's definitely over. good food <laughs> always gets me in trouble <laughs> so but but definitely like it was a, a, a culture shock um and for you to do where, where you're at right now is definitely uh inspiring for those that don't know who you are um let people know who you are and what you do in our wonderful field of social work. Okay. Um, um, Elizabeth, I'm a social worker. I'm a LMSW. I am a school social worker. I'm a school social worker for the New York City Department of Education. I've been with the Department of Education for seven years. Um, and before that, I worked in the nonprofit world for about... Mm, 18 years maybe yeah about 18 years in the nonprofit world and then I switched over to the New York City Department of Education oh nice um how how was it um working in, in the schools especially uh uh during pandemic and now um uh, last year and now uh, the beginning part of this year well, at the new school that I'm at, um, I was hired as an attendance social worker. So uh, attendance is definitely a challenge. During pandemic, um, attendance was a challenge as well. Um, and I was able to do counseling um, online. Um, and I have been working with my students for four years. So I was lucky enough to have a really good relationship and we continue the relationship. Um, but then coming back to school, that was a challenge. It was a challenge because um, you know, we had to, I had to go back to school. I couldn't lose my job and it was scary. Like, you know, will you get COVID? Will you get sick? You know, how will anybody react to it? Will anybody in your family get sick if you come home sick? Um, but, you know, I mean, thank God, you know, I never got sick and we just made it work, you know, with the kids that were coming in that were hybrid. Um, I was, you know, still there for them. I, you know, I did my counseling and, you know, we wore masks and we did what we had to do. And now I feel like um, COVID has affected a lot of families still. Um, attendance is an issue. Um, there's families that want to go back to hybrid. Um, that's not an option now, unfortunately. Right. There's only one school in New York City that just opened up that's actually hybrid. So it's half-day school, half-day online. Um, and right now they're only taking freshmen. So it's it's a challenge, but you know we were pushing through, we're um, supporting the families the best that we can and offering you know my services to them. Um, I do counseling and, you know, I tell the kids, you know, how can I help you? And meet the families for the app, really, and provide the services that they need. No, I, I definitely uh, working um, as a school, school social worker the year for a year and a half before the job I'm working now. Uh, definitely attendance was a huge issue. Mm -hmm. Um you know, even uh, accessibility to, to Wi-Fi was, was a huge issue, um, you know, when I moved from New York and moved to Delaware and, and working with, with the kids in the school and, you know, 
there's a lot of farmland, so there's like a rural area. There, there's certain sections, oh, certain sections that, that of uh, that doesn't matter what Wi-Fi you had. Doesn't matter if you had Comcast, Verizon. Doesn't matter. The Wi-Fi was not working, even though we would take the small little Wi-Fi things to the house and and give it to them, have it connected. It just would not work. So there were these kids that refused to go back to school and was like, I'm not going to school and the Wi-Fi wasn't working. So there's only so much, you know, I, I could have did just, uh, unfortunately we had had to do, you know, truancy paperwork and send that over to, you know, truancy court. And, and that was part of, part of the role that I had to do. So uh, you know, between home visits and going to truancy court and, and even like the, the this past school year, Last year was you no know, being in the school building, and yes, I had those those thoughts, uh, especially at the very beginning of the year, working with the kindergartners and like, okay, what COVID is looking like. You no, know, I do have you no know, uh, my dad with with an autoimmune compromise, and like making sure I didn't have my mask on and making sure like trying not to bring anything back home, and, and mm-hmm. while having kids, the little kids, you no. Know, Punching me, kicking me, spitting at me, <laughs> throwing oh. throwing chairs, throwing tables, and it's like, all right, I'm <laughs> I'm done. I'm gonna, I survived oh. the school year. I'm, the I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Man, these kindergartners were no joke, <laughs> and, the, and the first graders too. They were no no joke. So, so I definitely like you no. Know, when you mentioned the COVID, it definitely even the job I had before was like definitely like was that first that first social work job I was definitely like if I didn't have to go inside a school building for anything I'd definitely do home visits and I'll meet client you know families like in their garage or like their foyer of, of their home and things like that but I wasn't trying to go inside people's houses and if I could uh, avoid Talking to a kid up in close person, <laughs> I was gonna do that. <laughs> I didn't have that the luxury that uh, being inside of working in the school building, so uh, uh, I could I could relate to that, and I'm sure a lot of school social workers kind of like dealt with similar situations, and even that other school social workers on, on the podcast and giving me their their experience as well. So um, definitely interesting, interesting time that that school social workers are, are facing now oh definitely <laughs> and um especially in in, in new york you know recently we got a, a mayor change uh, within the past year and it's still he's still adjusting to the role and uh there's a he's already having uh complaints so i'm not doing such a great job supposedly so and now just recently a governor um, you know, kind of taking over like full time as the the full time governor. Yes. Uh, uh, just just happened. So, um, New York is an interesting, interesting place. You no, know, moving forward. It it is, definitely is. <laughs> um, what 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 else are are you seeing when you do the counseling? Like what like what type of um stuff are the are the kids you know, uh talking about like what what are issues are, are are you seeing with the kids um definitely um you know like a lot of a lot of mental health issues um and then you know it's back to you know back to the whole covid um you know like the loss and the grief 
Mm. Um, you know, family members that they lost. Um, and you know, the time that they lost, because they feel like they lost that time in school, you know, it's like, how do you get that back in school? Um, you know, I'm I work at the high school, so like the kids in middle school, you know, they lost that time. And you know, so it's like, how do you make that time up? So even the you know, like even the academics and the knowledge that they have, you know, there's a gap. So how do you fill in that gap now, right? Because now you expect it to be in high school, but you probably seven and eighth grade, you didn't like really, you know, like you didn't really, you finished it, but you didn't gain all the knowledge that you should have been gaining. Right. So, you know, that's what we're dealing with now. Yeah. Um, now, now do, do you see like the, I know for me, I, I saw you know, the teachers that, that have been teaching for a long time, you know, kind of struggle uh, adapting to social emotional learning in terms of the aspect in terms of academics uh, are you seeing a, a, any of that stuff currently definitely yes uh, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, i know like here in delaware like the they had a the kids had a day off and it was for uh, staff development i was like in my head like you better you better be doing some social emotional training with these teachers because they 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 need it <laughs> to deal with these kids because like you mentioned the grief loss like i talk a lot about that and it's not necessary actually losing loved ones and like you said it's just like we got high school kids now they're like miss their middle school years and, and even like like my struggles with the kindergartners a lot of them didn't didn't have the, the preschool experience because preschools were closed or or whatever issues were can you know second graders basically missing kindergarten and first grade you know doing it virtually or hybrid mm -hmm. and now like, like it's gonna be uh, years before we see I think a, dra a drastic change in terms of the education system I don't know maybe like a whole like year-round type of schooling going on like just change like a whole calendar i don't know what the solution is but like this is like ramifications for for years and like a possible like a whole generation of this like a learning gap i know new york meant i think there was talks about like maybe saturday school so the kids could catch up um but you know i don't know like if that would actually go through New York. Um, but yeah, I feel like the kids actually need to catch up. Oh, that That's just, is like countrywide, like the kids need to catch up. And it's just like, I, I, I saw a day in, day in, day out. And it, it was, uh, I think that was part of like my, my struggles too, to kind of like see that and not really having, it's kind of hard to like, nobody, <laughs> That nobody prepared us for for a uh, uh, no a pandemic and what that yeah. life uh, I guess life after uh, the initial uh, COVID pandemic of lockdown and, and with these kids and I, and you know, everybody everybody got a phone everybody got a tablet going on and yeah. it's like you spend almost two years in front of a screen you know, with tablets or or trying to be in class on. On mommy and daddy's or, or auntie's like cell phone like through zoom and now uh, kids are expected to grab a piece of paper on the on the table and like do work the, you know kids gonna look at you kind of <laughs> kind of crazy it's like what is this like <laughs> like uh, and i saw that like i saw like 
breakfast. I give you a perfect example. Uh, that, that's like you know, like kids coming in eight eight fifteen. You know, say good morning, kids coming in, mm-hmm. getting off the bus, and they had their breakfast. And as soon as they had breakfast, like the the expectation was okay. There's like a, uh, a sheet on the table, like whatever math sheet, something like real real basic, like a, addition or subtraction, or whatever the teachers doing at the time, and it's right on their desk, uh, right after they eat. And the kids see the piece of paper, they're like, he's like throwing the paper, like <laughs> or ripping it apart, flipping the chair, flipping the desk, and it's already not even nine o'clock. I've barely. <laughs> Like I'm trying to have my finish off my coffee and it already getting a calls like a crisis going on because the kid is wilding out because like, <laughs> paper. <laughs> wow, but yeah, but I mean, you know, and then to, to you know, if you add the trauma, right, the trauma that mm-hmm. the kids already, you know, a lot of kids have trauma already. So right. you add a pandemic to that, it's like you know, it's even worse. Yeah, no, absolutely no. The the uh, systemic trauma like that's going on, and uh, to to quote the words from your chapter in the book, the uh, structural racism, and even like yes, that 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 exists, and and even within like the you know staff, and, and it's like you no, know, just hearing staff is like. You know, kids like they ask for breaks and uh, like I need a break and like <laughs> from from doing like their work and it's like seeing like like support staff like basically making fun of the kids like they needed a break like how many breaks they gonna need or like or having like lunch <laughs> the kids would be out of hand like they would just have lunch or going outside for recess and like I need a break I'm like pero <laughs> you just came back from lunch like why you need a break for <laughs> No, and that, I see that in my school too. They just came back from lunch and they're like, you know, and now they did a policy where like the first 10 minutes of class, you cannot leave because you just came back from lunch. Um, And I'm like, well, you know, I mean, that's just them trying to avoid, you know, like yeah. that that gap in learning. Like I'm not right. this, so like that, that's them trying to, you know, escape it. So. Yeah, the kids, the kids are smart. They will find some way to avoid trying to do the work and, and the work is it is hard for them. Like it, it's like uh, there's only so many Zoom calls that you could do <laughs> during the day. Like, uh, and to the point that that Zoom like burnout became a thing. There's like all day on Zoom. Like it's like from one Zoom thing to another Zoom thing, and then another Zoom thing. Like the, it's like all right, already right, like, get off the screen. <laughs> for real, everything was Zoom, right? It's like and even now there's a lot of Zoom meetings. It's yeah. like more Zoom. So it's like more like you know, like technology in your face. Yeah, which you no know, for for a kid like you no know, nowadays like like I mentioned, every kids like they they got the technology. So it's like that would be fascinating to see like somebody do a research study on. A, no, we already know about the you know kids and a, have kids already. Some kids like older kids already having. Um, addictions to technology and kind of see that in, in treatment facilities and now but uh, mm-hmm. with the zoom and due to COVID I think there's going to be you know way more of that on, on top of everything else that you know kids have gone through no definitely now I want to touch uh touch gears and going back to to your your powerful chapter you know but your assimilation to 
no, from Puerto Rico, come living in New Jersey, and you no, know, you're getting to like learn the the English language just to uh get by, do your schoolwork, and you know, the bullying that you faced, and and just uh like you mentioned, you know, the structural uh, racism in, in in your jobs that that you've had, like like just. Tell the listeners, the viewers, like, like, what was that experience like? Because I, 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 I wouldn't say structural racism, but, but, like, like I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm usually like the, the only guy in, in, in the workplace. So it's like, okay, and then I'm like usually like the only Latino in, in, in the workplace for the most part. Uh, different, except for one job I had, it was like mostly guys, and was only like one or two <laughs> females, which was uh, interesting <laughs> that that dynamic. But for for the most part, it's like, or and even like within like you know my own people, like me being Puerto Rican and having like 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 the worst probably like one of like the worst clients I've had was people being of Puerto Rican descent and having like other um, Puerto Rican coworkers being like kind of going against me and so I found like kind of like similar of what you wrote in your in your chapter so you know like I was born and, and raised in Puerto Rico so you know obviously in Puerto Rico everyone speaks Spanish mm-hmm. we are Puerto Ricans we you know like it's the same culture the same language the same food but when I came here um I was placed in a bilingual class I got here when my mom moved here when I was 11 I was placed in a bilingual class and you know, these kids would call me speak. And obviously, you know, I thought speak was the, the verb. I'm like, oh, I'm like, why they call me speak? They want me to speak like what? Like, you know, so I'm not understanding. Um, later I understood what they were calling me, and I'm like, that was like so mean. I'm like, why would you call me that? Yeah. Um, and then they like they used to call me an Amy, you know, like an immigrant. And and then I didn't understand, you know, like I was like, Am I an you know, like, am I? Because I came from Puerto Rico, you know, it's like, but then I'm a citizen. Right? I was born a citizen. Um, so it's like, and then assimilating myself to, you know, to 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 this culture was really, it was difficult for me um, because, you know, as I say in the chapter, these were Latino kids, you know, like second generation Latino kids um, that the parents were like Latinos, just like me, the parents immigrated and they were just mean. Like I thought maybe somebody was going to be mean to me, somebody was going to bully me, maybe it was going to be the white kids. Right. But the white kids in, in, in school, they were just like, hey, hey whatever, you know, <laughs> they didn't mess with us, right? They were just like, um, but yeah, so that, that was hard. That was hard to deal with. Um, and then, you know, like I always felt that I, you know, then I felt like, well, and people were like, oh, you know, you have an accent. I'm like, well, yeah, English is my second language. It's not my first language. Um, and I, you know, so I had another issue with that. And then, you know, like in high school, my, you know, this teacher, ELA teacher who was French, she said, no, everyone has an accent. She's like, I'm French. I have an accent. So she's like, don't worry about that. Um, and even, you know, it got to the point that I used to work for an agency, a nonprofit agency. And they actually hired, okay, they I don't know if they love me or they hated me, but they ha- actually hired this lady. And this lady comes over. She's like, hi, I'm here to work with you. And I'm like, okay. I used to do recruitment. So I'm thinking, oh, she's going to help me how to recruit for the program. Right. And she's like, you know, um, I think that you, you know, she's like, I think you may need some classes. And I said, like, classes? She's like, yeah, speech classes. So this agency sends me to speech classes. Um, and then the lady was like, you know, Salma Hayek and what is it, Penelope Cruz, you know, like the millionaires, the celebrities, they have an accent and that's okay. And I was like, 
what are you trying to say? Like, that's so <laughs> like degrading. <laughs> and I was just like, whoa. Um, so I'm like, they actually hired you because they feel I have an accent. I'm like, wow. Um, so then I go to this class. It was at Hostess Community College. Um, and it actually turned out to be uh, an accent reducing class. And I was like, uh, I was like, wow. I was like, wow. Like, you know, wow. Just, I was just speechless. I mean, the professor was amazing. You know, he said, he was like, Elizabeth, he's like, I'm from Alabama. I have an accent. People from the South have an accent. Everyone has an accent. People from New York have an accent. Yeah, and then after, after, you know, after like, he said that to me, I'm like, oh, whatever. You know, if I have an accent, deal with it. You know, like, that's who I am. I can't change that. So, um, but yeah, so like, yeah, coming here was definitely a culture shock. I thought people were going to be nicer, but they weren't. They were definitely not nice. Yeah, that unfortunately, the and some of the stuff, unfortunately, that definitely still exists. And you know, with uh, uh, forty five, kind of made it seem like it was like okay to mm-hmm. okay to do that, and and we it's even people are just bold nowadays, like more. I think more so now than than before. I definitely in my, in my lifetime, like I see like some of the stuff that. That we see just on the news and just or or just like driving around and just kind of see like people just really being bold and stuff and it just just takes my head over like just uh, what has happened within the last several years to 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 this country. So uh, and even throughout the world, because it's not just here in America, it's throughout parts of the world as well. Um. And um, that's one of the other things that I that I had to deal with here when I came. Um, when I came, I didn't see my mom. Like, my mom used to work 7 to 3 and 4 to 12 at two factories. I wouldn't see my mom selling Sunday. And then on the schedule, like, your mom was on welfare. And I'm like, no, she's not. She's working. Like, yeah. And then I was like, well, like why would you say that? Because you're Puerto Rican. And then I learned about the stigma, right? Like, oh, you're Puerto Rican, so your parents are like, on welfare and stuff. And I was just like, you know, like, it was so, like, I mean, I was always proud of being Puerto Rican. Like, I will never change, like, where I come from. I love my people. I love my culture. I love the island. But, you know, it was so sad to see, like, the stigma, you know? Like, yeah, yeah I feel like I had a stamp, you know, like, I had a stamp. I'm Puerto Rican. So, therefore, I, you know, I should be, like, fitting this box, right? And in the chapter, I even write, for some people, I was not Puerto Rican enough. For some others, I was too Puerto Rican. And then... Some people say you don't dress Puerto Rican. I was like, what does a Puerto Rican dress like? Like, am I supposed to like wear something that's not Puerto Rican? Like, I don't know. Yeah, so, I, I would love to know what a Puerto Rican is supposed to dress. I do, I would too, right? I'm supposed to dress like Rosalind Sanchez or who, like Rosie Perez, like who, you know? Like, so, but yeah, this this was definitely, you know, a, a culture shock. I, I I used to cry and I used to tell my mom, send me back. Send, my cousin, my cousin, my aunt lived in Puerto Rico back then. And I used to tell my mom, I was like, just send me back. I want to live. With, I want to be in Puerto Rico. I want to live with them. And I was like, you know, like now that I'm, I've, you know, like a social worker, and I'm like, well, I would just, I realized how depressed I was. You know, I was depressed for like many years, bullying, you know, like not being, you know, like being picked on because, you know, I was of a certain culture, of a certain, um, you know, right. ethnicity. Wow, it's and look at you, 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 are a published author and you're, and you're a rock star now. Thank you, right? <laughs> uh, I, I love the, the, the term that, that, that you used, the uh, social work angels. 
Yeah, you talk. Yes. To, I I I love that. Like you, you talk about like who who they. I and once I saw the names, I was like, oh, I I met about the launch <laughs> finally. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I have, I actually have four. I didn't, you know, I didn't include Arapa, but I actually have four. My first social work angel was my therapist, Ellen. Um. So. I'm gonna get emotional like the the, the day no, the book, but okay. I was I was I, it's okay. I, I I cried in front of over two hundred people, and, and it was on Facebook Live, so it's all right. So I was young. I was a single mom going through. I was in an abusive relationship, um, and I was in starting college. I was in community college, and you know, like there was some days that I couldn't even pay her. Like there was days that I was like, Ellen, I had to cancel because I don't. She's like, No, you come in. She's like, you pay me later. And I was with Ellen. She was my therapist for like six years. And when she, you know, she, she moved to um PA, I was just like, she was crying. I was crying. I'm like, oh my God. And then she's like, she's like, no, but you have grown so much, you know? um, You know, even my daughter, Natalie, you know, like Natalie, like, I was like, okay, I don't have a babysitter. She'd be like, bring her here. She used to be like inside, you know, she used to be like in the church. So we mm-hmm. would put like Natalie in the kitchen with like coloring books and stuff. And that would be their coloring. I was in therapy, um, and then you know my other social work. Well, my other social work um angel is Maria Lizardo. Um, I know Maria Lizardo from NEMIC, Northern Manhattan Improvement Corporation. That I used to be a case manager. I was the first case manager there for the adult education program, and I was an Adelphi, and Adelphi was you know oh you know like you need to go to Rikers, and I said like, Rikers. I said like, I'm not going to like Rikers because, um. I heard from other people that when they do the lockdown, you can't leave and you can't take your cell phone. And I was like, I'm a single mom. Like if something happens to the kid, I need to like run somewhere and like be right. there. Um, and then they wanted to send me to Mustard Seed, I believe it is, that they work with, um, um, they work with perpetrators, sexual abusers. Mm. And I'm not like, I'm not comfortable due to like personal reasons. And they were like, well, those are the, well what are you gonna do? And I was like, oh my God. So I reached out to Maria and I was like, Maria, at that time, Maria used to work at Promesa as a social worker. And Maria um, was like, come on, come. I'm going to connect you to the, to we, she was um, doing substance abuse um, treatment with teenagers, with adolescents. So then I did my my first year internship there. So that's why I considered Maria my, my social work angel because without her, I wouldn't have been able to an internship and then it would have been like a year wasted. I wouldn't right. have to like waste another year of um grad school. And then my other social work angel is um Dr. Cindy um Batista Thomas. Um she um I was at Columbia and I used to work for a nonprofit where I was crying every day. It was a living hell, but I stuck it out because um my daughter my daughter was in college and I was like, I gotta pay her college tuition. So I gotta suck it up and do what I have to do. So I, my director said, hey, we're, we're, you know, we're going to recommend you for the CIFI. Then she comes back, she's like, well, you can't do it because you didn't graduate. You only graduated a year ago. It has to be two years. So I said, okay. So they sent the first social worker. Then they sent the, the male social worker. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, yeah, you know, like you're going you're gonna to be next. So next, I don't go. I get passed up again. My boss goes. Um. So then when it's my turn, right now, this is the fourth time, um, I said, well, you know, like, am I going? Um, she said, no, you're not going because I need you here. 
Mind you, I couldn't even go across the street to get a sandwich or a soda because I had to ask for permission. And then she, sometimes she would make me wait an hour and a half, two hours, and I was just there hungry, like waiting for taking permission to go across the street. Wow. And then, um, you know, she wanted to write me up because I reached out to HR and I was like, hey, I'm really interested in doing my city. I feel like, you know, that's a step in the in my career. Why can't I take it? Right. So HR was, of course, you could do it. So, you know, during the city, you can only miss three days. Oh, no, she made me miss a whole bunch of days. And, you know, and, and I spoke to Cindy. I said, hey, Cindy, you know, like, this is the situation I'm going through. You know, she let me make up the work. Um, you know, and that's how I was able to get my CIFI. For the CIFI graduation, she didn't let me go. She said, no, you can't go. So I didn't go. Um, CIFI called her and, I mean, not, sorry, Cindy, not CIFI. Um, Cindy called her and said, hey, you know, I really want Elizabeth here. She said, no. And then my other social work angel is, you know, Sarika. Because how I, got, how I knew about the book is through Maria Lizaldo. Um, you know, she's my social work mentor. And they did, um, they did the lounge during the pandemic. And it was a virtual, it was through it was through Instagram Live, I believe it was, but it was you know social media. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay. So I started following Erica. I started seeing the work that she was doing. Um, and then one night she had, I believe it was Luisa Lopez on the on the chat on the Facebook Instagram Live. Uh-huh. And they did the Instagram Live and they're like, hey, you know, we're looking for, you know, like other authors, new authors, you know, if you're interested. And so I said, you know, inbox. I was like, hey, you know, I'm interested. Um, you know, I met with her and then um and then yeah, and then you know, then she took me in for the book. Um, so those are my three um social work angels and they were there, um, yeah, they were all, all of the, you know, all three of them were there the night at the book lounge. So I actually made a bag. I I sent together a bag made. Um, and then I said, Um, you're my social work angel. You know, thank you for everything you have done this. And like, um, you know. Cindy was crying, like, you know, Maria was super happy. Erica's like crying. She's like, Liz, you made me cry. Um, but yeah, I'm just seeing, you know, I was really grateful. And I was like, yeah. and I wanted to get them something meaningful like that I made. But of course, I'm not creative. So I was like, okay, I'll get it done. <laughs> you know, I'll get it printed. So yeah. So they're my social work. Without them, I feel like, without Maria, like, definitely wouldn't have, like, been able to, like, finish grad school, like, you know, when I was supposed to. Without Cindy, I wouldn't have been able to get my CIFI. And without Erica, I wouldn't have this wonderful opportunity, you know, to be a perfect shelter. Right. No, that that that's a great story. And and that was the other thing that was very um, similar to, to me with, with grad school is, like, I had, a, you know, going through, I, I don't like to talk about the, the school I went to. <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast but the school I, I went to the msw program went to it had my my advisor was like hey like like these are the options for for your for your internship and it was like but i work full-time <laughs> so this doesn't work for me yeah. and it was like these are the only options we have i'm like and i mentioned that that's impossible because i got friends in, in the program and they work full-time and they're able to get know what whatever that's offered to them why you can't offer me the same thing find something oh this is what we have so i'm like i ended up being stuck looking for my own internship and luckily like i was already working in the field before i even got to grad school so i already had like past supervisors who who like left and luckily i was you know still in contact with and was like calling around like hey like you got something opening hey you got something open and luckily one of my 
past program directors and one of my the, one of the jobs that that I had uh, who recently had, had left the job work worked somewhere else and I still had a connect, connection with her and it was like yeah you, you know there's a there's an opening over here and I was able to to get get connected and, and do my internship I suppose like we pay all this money for grad school and it's like you can't <laughs> you can't help like a student like <laughs> like we still got to work like I don't know how people people do it that they go to school full time or even like part time and not working and, and 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 getting their degrees like it's like nearly impossible. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I love I I always wanted to be a social worker since I was a little girl, but um I didn't know grad school was going to be like so difficult getting a uh, an internship. I feel like you know these schools, these social work schools, they you know they're like yeah social work social work, but they don't find I don't think that they go above and beyond to find like those weekend, you know, like evening um internships. It's really hard, you know, especially if you you have you know, if you a single parent, or if you know, if you're the mm. breadwinner, yeah. right? You need to work. You need to work. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. so I don't think that um that I don't think that that's flexible. And that, that was, you know, that was the issue that I saw um, you know, and that you also experienced, um, with you know, with field instruction. So but I'm glad that we made it through no matter what. Yeah. Well, that, it, it, it I, I, I think back and like, I, I don't know how, how I did it. Even like one semester, I even um, like, I went to work. Like I used to live, live in New Jersey. My my job was in Queens and take, taking a bus <laughs> to get to Manhattan to take the subway to go to Queens. Went went to went to work for like two hours and then went to class, run the class for an hour and then run back to finish my day at work and then do my internship after that and then to run back to Jersey to that and by that time like I had my son and do night night duty, <laughs> change the diapers and do the feet. Well, <laughs> I, you know, like I I was lucky because you know like my mom took care of my daughter. Um, but you know, by the time I got to grad school, I was my daughter was a little older. But it was hard because when I was in grad school, I was working full time. I was doing citizenship classes. Um, I was a city uh a city tech as a GD counselor, and I had the internship, and I you know I, I was at school of course, and you know there was a point that I told my mom I was like I can't make it like I'm breaking down I'm like yeah and she said you know she told me she's like if you drop out what is Natalie gonna do. She's like, how do you expect Natalie to go to college if you drop out? And I was like, okay, I'm going to make it. I was like, okay, you know, it's about Natalie. This is about Natalie, right? Yeah. And I made it through. It was very hard emotionally and physically. I was just drained. Oh, yeah. I, I was definitely drained. I was like telling people I need I need a vacation from life. It was just, I even remember like it was definitely a Sunday because Sunday was really like the only uh day i was home like 20, yes 24 7 and like reading reading to my son like in, in, in his bedroom and like pat and i'm passing out on on the floor like while we're trying to reach him and like i'm falling asleep on the floor so it's like definitely like crazy crazy time and but and i definitely uh, graduate when graduation day came i, I was like i did a dance on the stage <laughs> Even nice. though they, they they butchered my name, but I still danced on the stage and like yelled out like I, Elijah, I didn't like raise my hands in the air. It's like 
I, I got I got a cute picture of the two of us like giving each other a little tap kiss on the Aww. lips on the lips after graduation ceremony was over. It was like 18 months old when, when I graduated. Aw, it's a baby. <laughs> yeah, baby, baby. <laughs> baby, baby. <Aww. laughs> Well, he's still a baby, I'm sure. He's still a baby. Yeah, he's he's a big baby, yes. <laughs> and then I got I got my uh, a couple years later, I got my daughter after that. She my she my baby baby too. <laughs> that's, why, to. that's why I shouted him out at at, at the book launch. So <laughs> Yes. You made me cry. <laughs> I'm really emotional crying and when you came up I was like oh I was, I was, I was emotional all day like <laughs> I was even emotional from the day that they announced the book launch I was like because I literally had just start started a job and when they made the announcement I was like like damn how am I like I just started this job now I'm gonna be forced to take a couple of days off <laughs> from work and like uh, I'll make up some excuse and like it's like take the days off and and go to New York for the for the launch and come back. Yeah, of course. I mean, you have to. Yeah, right? That's yeah, like... exactly. No, it was definitely well, well, well worth it. And of course, my supervisor was like, "Oh, like, was everything okay?" Or like, didn't I like? Yeah, everything everything worked out fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no like two days later like like you don't even know i'm a, I'm a best-selling author <laughs> it's true like you don't know who you're talking about <laughs> twice because you you're a times two. Oh, that yeah having two books coming out in, in the same year and, and and actually uh in the process of publishing one while writing Latinx and social work while looking for a new job plus planning my wedding Oh, what? I'm waiting too. I'm yeah. Wow. <laughs> and podcasting we weekly. Yeah, it was the the spring and into the summer was it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, for me it was studying for my L. Jesus, I I mean, right three times is a charm they say. That's when I passed it. Okay. Um, so <laughs> was studying for the L and then like writing and then like, hey, you need to edit this, and I was like. I don't have time. Like, how can I do this? I need to pass this exam. Like, you know, this exam is taking over my life. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, wait, because this this video is on YouTube. Like, if you want to follow, what I follow me, follow me on Twitter and follow me on Instagram for for my thoughts on the SWB or go back to listen to the, mm-hmm. uh, the past po- podcast episode uh, I've talked about the, the ASWB and that dance test so it was like and they, they, their shirts on, on, on sale about the my, what I yeah, think of the was, ASWB so yeah that <laughs> was oh my god I thought when I when so the funny thing is that when the third time I take the test the guy the man at the front, I don't know, who's like back there where like, you know, when they, when they check you in? Yeah. It was like all the way back there. So when I come, he left the paper on the desk, like, right? So I could see it. And then I looked at the paper. I said, like, crap, that's my name. And then it's a pass. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm seeing things. So I'm like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh my God. And then the man comes and he's like, congratulations. I was like, oh my God. I felt like having, like, I thought I was having a seizure. My body started shaking and I started crying because I was going to lose my job. 
at the DOE, if I didn't pass this job, this test, I was gonna lose my job. And I said, God, I, it was just like, oh my God. It was like, he just lifted like such a weight off my shoulders. And I'm like, great, now I have to do it in another three years, right? I have to do the seas. I'm like, great. Hopefully three years, I don't know, they make it easier for us. I don't know. But yeah. No, but that, but that, that's, that's real that, you no. Know, that adds to to the the test anxiety. Like you could be at a job, but you are mandated to to be licensed, and yeah, they can hire you with a condition that you take the test and pass it, and they can, you know you fail, they could use that against you to yes to let you go because they hired you on the contingency to pass it. Like that, I had a job like that that they hired me on the contingency to pass it, and that's what I wrote. And part of what I wrote in in my chapter was like. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm not in the in the right mindset to to even take the exam. Like, I, and I'm being honest with you about the first job I've ever been like totally honest. So, like, this is my situation. This is what I'm going through like right now, and you still forcing me to take this exam when I'm not mentally in the right space to take the exam. Like, all right, screw y'all. Like, <laughs> th- th- yeah. th- thank you for for like. No, pay me, but I'm using you to, to and I'm gonna keep it moving and get an, an, another job that doesn't require me to to take a test. So it's like, bye. <laughs> um, you know, it's I I went to I mean I went to some, God I I've been so since I graduated grad school I went to different programs, and the anxiety took the best of me, and then I had a really, um, you know, tragic life event that just prevented me from studying, um. But one of the, you know, one of the studying groups that I was going to, um, they go around, how many times have you taken the test? How many have you taken? This lady had taken it 20 times and people were laughing and I started crying because I said, if we're all social workers in this room, mm-hmm. how is it that this lady filled this exam 20 times and you guys are laughing? Like, that's not, like, that's not funny. And this lady is talking about test anxiety, which is something mm-hmm. real. Test no, anxiety absolutely. is real. And I felt like there was no empathy in that room, you know? And the lady, after she said, came up and she said, oh my God, thank you, you know, for extending up to me. But I'm like, it is true. We're all social workers. That test is just written in, I don't know, in what language it's written in. And, you know, I don't think- Bare, Barely know, English. <laughs> yeah, right. And the result, you know, I know the ASWB um, finally released uh, the records that they have. And yeah. it's not meant for us, you know, for, you know, Hispanics and, and, you know, Blacks and, you know, for us minorities to pass that exam. Yeah. And people were like laughing at her. I was so upset. I was like, no, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing the calculation, uh, as you said, uh, let, let's say for, for argument's sake, the, the depending on the state, I, I've seen people pay two, six, anywhere yeah. from 260 to like 275 to pay for the exam. I put 260 times 20 that's fifty two hundred dollars exactly out of her pocket and you know what, what that's that's almost like a a, a semester for school like uh, yeah paying out of pocket and then you know and not only the money imagine the time yeah. that you that, that like no, exactly spend, how many hours she spent studying i just honestly i like and you know like and then she was trying to advance in her career so she just kept on taking different certificate programs and I was like, wow, you know, I was like, this is like real. And when I, you know, when I took it, I'm like, you know, took it the first time I felt it by 10 points, but I didn't study. I was studying by myself. I didn't do, I didn't have tutoring. The second time 
I got tutoring, but it was too late. I failed by three points. And then after the tutoring, you know, then I passed it. But, you know, it's just, it's, it's a real thing that we have to go through, you know, social workers. And we have to pay every time we fail. So, yeah. you know, it's, you know, it's sad that we have to go through that. Because I feel like the exam doesn't make you a better social worker, right? No, but, I mean, it doesn't. Like the, some social workers that I encountered in my life that I wrote about in the book, that they were not nice at all, um, they were licensed. They were clinical social workers, but they didn't have an ounce of um empathy. Mm. So I think they were just in the wrong field. Right. Yeah, that, that and, and for MSW students that, that you will encounter people who have supervisors, program directors that you're gonna look at them as like, how are you licensed? <laughs> like I'm <laughs> like I'm way better of a social worker, like I'm more empathetic than than you are and like actually care about clients' needs and and here you are with a license after after the food. So it's like I had a supervisor like that. I was that it was like the only reason like we got by and us the 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 workers and it and it was a job with, with the mostly guys well we made fun of the supervisor the whole time. <laughs> That's the only that's reason. Guys, that was our, that, that was, was our, our that, that, that was our self care making fun of the supervisor. But it, it and he had his license. I was like, look, like how? <laughs> so like, and I was like, I had like failed the test. I think it was like the fourth time, between the third and the fourth time, failing the test and looking at him was like, how you pass? <laughs> you sure you pass? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, trust know. me. I have one the same thing, right? Like no empathy, like no, no customer service skills. Oh nothing. yeah, the customer service skills was terrible. Like, the supervisor yeah. supervisor was literally hiding from the clients, like didn't want no interaction with the clients. So, like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this, is first, cool. this is the first time I even like sharing a little bit of, about that job because I've always and be, because like. Uh, People from the the book know this agency very well, so I've always oh, been okay. hesi- always been hesitant to, to share share no, that okay. story. <laughs> but no, it is a, a hot mess. But it's, it's real, and and you you're even gonna have um, you no know, supervisors that are not even social workers. Uh, you no, know, depending what what type of work that 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 you do, you you could be the social worker. It might be the only one. You know, so and I know there's a like a, a big push for like corporate social work going on now and oh for the e, um employee assistance program or or just in general like you no know, there's a lot of like um people who are actual social workers MSWs that that work in don't like D, DEI stuff and other things like using social work skills just in 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 a corporate setting so there's a, there's a lot of that going on now and. Or just a, a big push now without. Uh, I see a lot of posts now of job things that you could do with an MSW degree and, and without needing license and just gives like a whole like list now. So oh yeah, see like, those too. Yeah, more education about uh, not needing like the the license and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of it's it's fascinating. Like <laughs> I, sometimes I call it like the the beginning of the. The Civil War, license versus <laughs> unlicensed, and I know a lot of people would be like, "You need to get your license, and you need to get license, and you need to get license." So it's like, and seeing other people's like, "You don't need to like <laughs> this stuff. Just 
at the end of the day, you got to do whatever works for you. Like everybody's in their own individual situation. Exactly. No, I feel the same way. You know, right. I feel right. like you know. I mean, a few right. years ago, when the New York, um, the New York State, um, grandfather, all these social workers, in right, I was like, "Wow, that's great, right?" Mm -hmm. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I, the, the, I feel like the license doesn't make you uh, a better social worker, a better yeah. human. Being. It doesn't. It's just, um, and then, well, it's funny because, I, there's a social worker that I know that. If you call her social worker, she gets offended. She's like, I'm not a social worker. Um, and I'm like, okay, what are you? Like, you have an MSW, right? But people want the titles, you know? It's, it's amazing what what uh, what you see in, in the actual work, like work environments now is just, personalities is just... <laughs> It's something. <laughs> well, not only not only in the work in the in the work field, but also in academia. I mean. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. In the chapter, you know, I wrote about the lovely person that told me, "Hey, you shouldn't get, you shouldn't go to school. You're not gonna make it." And then when I mentioned in my school, the school that I was gonna that I was gonna go to, oh no, that school's just horrible. And I remember my daughter. I remember calling Natalie and it's like, Natalie, look. And Natalie was like, "No, mom." She said, "What are you doing?" She's like, "You go to grad school and you do what you have to do." And you get your master's. And then when I finished my master's, Natalie said, Mom, I think you should mail a copy of your, of your diploma to this lady. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to let it go. Because, like, you know what? That's not me. Like, so I'm like, it's okay. You know? I'm better than that. But, yeah. Uh, uh, nah, that, that's good you took the high road. I was like, just, I, was like I, I, I was, like, contemplating in my head. Like, I probably might have... Maybe not at that time for grad school. Maybe now I definitely would have <laughs> made a. What's well, funny? A, <laughs> now I would do it. <laughs> when the, it's funny because when the you know when the book came out, um, now I'm just like, are you gonna mail her copy? I'm like, no. I'm like, what? Would, I'm like, no. I'm like, just let it be. I'm like, you know, if she ever gets her hands on, if she reads it, she's gonna be like, is this about me? You know. So. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Like. Yeah. Right. It's is out there for 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 the world to to get their hands on, <laughs> and for the MSW students to you know to because I feel like in you know in the book in the first volume in the second volume, there's so many years of experience you know so many years of experience mm -hmm. so many wonderful social workers so much empathy you know social workers that really really have empathy that really go above and beyond. Um, for the clients and have been in the field, like, you know, like me, you, um, and even social workers that have more experience than us, you know? So, yeah, I think the, the book is, it's, I think the book is great for, I know, um, Erica mentioned that the, uh, the School of Social Work MOU, they're, they're actually um, using it for the yeah, students. The, yeah, the, the volume one, they, they're using it for one yeah. of their classes, so. Uh... Yeah, I think that's wonderful. Social workers, I feel like, yeah, that, you know, they need like something real, right? Something tangible, like wow, this happened to somebody. You know, so I, no, I, I love. No, it. of course, and and it's real, and, and I hope it, it it inspires change within, you know, the MSW the, the schools that like, hey, like we need to do a better job getting, you no know, internships, uh, you no know, for students and, and having. I know I advocate all the time on the podcast, like you you can't have us to gear students to go into private practice and not teach 
business fundamentals. It doesn't make any sense. It's backwards. Oh my God. <laughs> I, yes. I, you know, and I feel like they're like, oh, you should get your C, you know, they're like, you should get your like, clinical license. But you don't teach me how to, you know, like, what what's the process for that? Right. I know Edith um, Chaparro from um, the boot camp, she did um, yeah. a workshop on it. And I attended because I said, like, well, I'm not doing my license now, but I want to down the line. And it was really informative. And I'm like, social work school doesn't teach you all these things. You know, they tell you to go for your clinical license, but they don't teach you all the steps and all the hours that you, you know, that you have to be supervised. Or, no or, or or they piggyback off the ASWB and kind of use their material and want to say like we we the ones teaching you how to mm-hmm. take the test mm-hmm. and then charge you yes and okay. charge yeah it's already in your tuition fee how much are you charging me yeah yeah so so uh no the the changes is, is is definitely coming and and there there's no uh. I right because the 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 exam is going to be changed next year. Do you hear? It's going to be three questions. So it's going to be instead of the four questions, they're going to give you three options like A, B, C, and I believe they're still going to have some questions on like they will have four. But supposedly most of the questions will just have three answers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I don't know if that's going to be better or if it's going to be worse. Um, I'm hoping that it's better, but I know that those are the changes coming for the new exam in 2023. Yeah, that'd be, be definitely interesting to to see and get people's feedback as to how that the new version, I, I heard of a new version was coming. Yeah. I, I didn't know that was going to be the, the, the format. I mean, I'm not if I can help it, I'm, I'm never giving another dime to, to ASWB. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I trust me. I trust me. I trust me. Um, but yeah, and that's why I think there's so many people rushing to take the exam now because mm. they're saying, you know, like, I know what this exam is like because I already have failed it. I don't know what the new one's going to be like. So I think that's a lot of people rushing to take this exams now. Mm. Now, it, it, it makes sense. And uh, we got like a, a month and a half left of 2022. <laughs> so it's like rushing. Yeah. To, to find testing test dates and, and getting all the paperwork in it just a whole just it's just a whole tedious process just to even like register for the for the testing uh, before even like taking it and then like no and all- even scheduling the exam i i mean like at one point right because i was about to lose my job if i didn't pass this exam i you know i would say i told my daughter i was like i'm going to pa i'm going to further and she's like you going on vacation I'm like, no, I need to find somewhere where I can sit for the exam. Because I was like, if I don't pass this exam, I'm going to lose my job. And I cannot, you know, it's like, I want to retire from the DOE, right? Like, this is my retirement. This is my last stop. I, I was like, I don't want to lose that. The benefits and the salary. Right. And I really, and I love, I mean, I love working with teenagers. I feel like they give me so much energy and they, you know, they're just amazing. They're just really amazing um, human beings. And I say, um, I don't want to lose this. So I was thinking of going out of state to take it, you know. And in Facebook, um, when I was taking the exam, I belonged to all these Facebook study groups, and the people were like traveling. People were going from Texas to like Florida to like you know, um, Maryland, Delaware, anywhere because they didn't have tech states. And I'm like, that's insane. That is really sad. You know, you charge yeah. this, money and you don't even have test state in the state that we live in. Yeah. That's- so, that's, that's absolutely. 
is is just a, just a, a whole money grab. That at the end of the day is just a whole money grab and stressing us out. And and we do so much work in 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 the communities. And I can make a very strong argument. We we do, uh, and I've mentioned this in the past. We do as much work or even more work than like police officers and and firefighters and no disrespect to them but we keep communities to, to, together like and you know, we it, for us to go through what we go through just to to get a piece of paper and at the end of the day with, with some extra letters after our name and it just doesn't it doesn't make sense it doesn't add up and even like the 52 hundred dollars that i mentioned earlier i can name like 50 things that that person could have did with 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 that money so it's like that that's that's like four like four or five months uh on my mortgage (laughs) paid off that's $5,200 that that's like uh at least like 50 to 60 shares of like Amazon, no Apple stock. That that at the end of the day, like when the stock market gets better, like you be making more money from the stock market than than actually working a, a social work job. So it's like yeah. so many things that go on vacation, a nice like vacation, go to like like in Hawaii, like you pay. That's a Hawaii trip right there. So it's like so many things you could do with that money instead of. Just yeah, because that money you never get that money back. No, you're not gonna get it back. It's insane. You can never get that money back. You know, and then once you have the license, right? Because you pay for CEUs. Exactly. Then you gotta pay for the CEUs. These are like all the little things that uh, we should do another podcast. The things they don't tell you, grad school. <laughs> you know, the things they don't tell you as a student, right? Because you're like, hey, I'm gonna go to grad school, I'm gonna become a social worker, but they don't tell you all the things that you know that we have to pay for the pocket. And, you know, it's not like we make a ton of money. Right? We yeah. should because, you know, we're helping, because, you know, we, we help families, you know, we help the community, we help individuals, you know, we do micro and macro and, and, you know, but we don't get paid enough. Yeah, it's not, it's not near, nearly enough. And, and definitely each state is different. Cost of living is different. And, and yes. It, it needs to be, all across the board, it needs to be just, just, better like it just doesn't it doesn't make sense at, at all which is why like I, i've had people i've met people just, like leaving the field is like i can't <laughs> like birth out like it's not it's not worth it <laughs> yeah and it's sad because we have lost some really good social workers no yeah absolutely and, and, and we, we we are sort of needed especially whatever i i don't call this the I, I don't like when people say we like the, the pandemic is over, like because especially uh, the World Health Organization <laughs> never said it was over. Exactly. <laughs> and CDC never said it was over, even though CDC got their own problems. But what whatever version we we in right right now, like we are so uh, beyond needed in, in so many different areas, from you know hospitals, schools, like just everywhere, just boots on the ground in the community and you mentioned facebook groups i'm like in my my neighborhood's facebook group and i'm always advocate advocating for okay instead of building all these brand new houses like take some of this farmland that you guys bought and build a community center and put like a mental health resource center like all these 
these kids can actually get like mental health treatment or you know in the community and it's just like stuff stuff needs to happen for for these kids and, and not be like oh well like what happened like we could have done something like yeah you could have done something i could have like built something for the actual mm-hmm. community instead of like money just being wasted or, or, or nonsense exactly put the money to work don't just throw the money away which leads which leads me to uh no, you are working in, in New York in the the DOE, and it's like, well, so much money that the state, I think, has wasted. You no, know, no, my time living in New York and with Cuomo running things, and, and now uh, Cuomo's not there anymore. And we got brand new mayor, go, governor. I, I'm glad that they're working together. Like that was a, a refreshing, at least from the outside. Now looking in and just from what I've seen, like oh online like I, the the governor and, and mayor adams kind of like seem like on the same page because you know, the blasio and como they couldn't <laughs> couldn't stand couldn't stand each other Pop, it, was, Pop, right? it was like the the, the i call them the the dumb and dumber like, they can never get along and it's like always fighting each other and and nothing was truly like <laughs> being done like the other thing I'm glad the Blasio did was, was the the universal pre K for for three and four year olds. That that was like his best thing he ever did. I was like, for, I'll forever be grateful for that. <laughs> when my daughter oh, yeah. did the, no, no. the, the pre K. <laughs> no, no, no. I think the pre K is definitely it was definitely. I think that was long overdue. They should have done that yeah. on time, right? I mean, yeah. It's like you know, let's educate the baby since they're young, you know, and. Let's not charge. Why should we charge, right? I mean, education should be should be free. Yeah. Um, uh, ma- let's see what. Vamos a ver. Vamos a ver is right. <laughs> let's but, see. But then, no, I mean, there's a there's a housing. You no, know, this housing crisis is like everywhere. Like you no, know, you no know, rent is like through the roof. I know in in New York, like, it was like I know the Blasio was trying to like use like old hotels and like trying to make like SROs for people and then like having like the community fight against that. And and for me, I think like after Hurricane Sandy, like the the shelter system like never like recuperated after that. So like there's like people need housing and, and it's not enough. And and the politicians don't know what, what affordable housing actually means because like <laughs> so like a social work salary could can't afford like some of these like brand new apartments what they charge in and it's like like you kidding me like like 95 i need to make ninety five thousand dollars to 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 live like in the hood right across right next to like a, a project building <laughs> but yep. a, a area that's notoriously like like drug infested like is like <laughs> you're gonna put up a branch back in new building and you gotta make like Ninety five hundred thousand minimum <laughs> to to live that's in a building. It's like it it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, New York. I mean, housing everywhere is so expensive right now. It's really sad. And it's a basic right, and especially like you know all these housing moratoriums that that are ending on the with COVID, and we're gonna see uh, more and more. Uh, unfortunately, more and more homelessness. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because they ended the uh, COVID help. Yeah, a lot of people are going to lose their houses, and that is so sad. 
you have worked so hard, you know, like people buy houses, mm-hmm. you know, it's like they, they paid all these years and now to lose it because, you know, COVID. It's just sad. And, and so we're going to need so you no know, social workers to in, in in the housing courts to help people find the houses like so it's like yeah. you're always going to need us to do something so we might as well like set money aside and, and pay people actual livable wage and especially in an expensive city like new york or you know, state expensive states like california and, and you gotta pay to do this hard work that that we do because at the end of the day we you know we gotta you know, actually do like the self-care and do the work because it's, it's hard work and we gotta you know we show up for our clients so and like i mentioned at the book lunch like who's there to support us like we gotta so you gotta pay us what we're worth and want, want me to do this hard work and bust my behind all right fine but you gotta pay me yeah definitely if now we're gonna have to go into um, you know, into like mental health. That's the only you know, um, that's the only that's the only route. It's you know, get your clinical license so you can go into mental health, and then maybe you open up your own clinic or, you know, do private therapy because, you know, without salaries. Yeah. No, it's it's tough, and that's something for. Uh grad school students to and I hope and and graduate schools to give that real education to to the students who was really was what the real deal is like outside of the road not just uh um and just academia mentioned academia like people if you're writing a book actually mentioned that that's going to be used for textbooks to actually like write that and the books actually people read and really understand what they're getting themselves into Yep. So, and uh, hopefully, uh, and hopefully, they don't take the loan forgiveness away because. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I heard from a good, reliable source that actually know people in the White House that it is coming, as long as uh, well, it all depends now on, on what happens with the, with the Senate and House of uh, Representatives, like if uh, the Senate. You no know, kind of flips to, to Republicans or House mm. if it flips, we might have a whole new conversation. Pero as of this recording, like forgiveness is supposed to, like if you did all the paperwork, submit if you have um, income-driven uh, um, repayment plan already, like you already had that, and you under P- PSLF, and plus you did that that uh, five-minute. Uh, questionnaire for if you had Pell grants, like uh, July twenty twenty three, like you're you're you should be completely forgiven, or or at least mostly like most of your loans will be done. Because I've heard people got like hundred like over hundred thousand dollars and stuff. Like uh, I don't know if you have over hundred thousand dollars, you'd be completely wiped out. But at least like more like more than half will be like done. Mm-hmm. Like I. Like I know for myself, like uh, I got like just under sixty, and I know I'll I'll be completely done by by July as of right now. Oh, that's awesome! Congratulations! <laughs> wow, congratulations! That's because I I spent all, all most of my jobs have been nonprofit except for mm-hmm. the the school year that that I did this past school year. <laughs> so I I'll be 
super done. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm. I I looked and I have like three more years. I'm like, okay. Um, you know, so I hope that that loan forgiveness does go through because after but, three. But my 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 question was like, okay, if, like for for myself an example, like I got to start paying in January, so that. Am I gonna get that money back if I pay like monthly? And like that was the question that I have. Like if I'm starting to pay back my loans in January, and but I'm getting potentially getting my loans forgiven by the summer. Those gonna... payment. <laughs> Am I gonna get the? <laughs> you know, it's all a, it's all a money grab. Like I don't understand. <laughs> you know when they did when COVID started, um, I was paying into the student loans before they said like you know we didn't have to pay. Right. And then they said, oh, if you paid, you could get a refund. Right. And it was so much like you were jumping through hoops, and I was like, I I can't. Like <laughs> I was like, I just keep it. I just I I really can't because you're stressing me out. Right. And I was like, I was like, I don't need that kind of stress. So yeah, so I don't think just... you're gonna, but at least your loans are gonna be wiped out. So you should throw yourself a little party there. I'm gonna wait till it actually happens, and and then I I see it knocked off my my credit report. Yes, <laughs> and then, and then friend, I'll cel- and then I'll celebrate. <laughs> I told my friend, I'm like, you know, I say, not only do we have a debt, right, that we have to pay, but that's in your credit report. Mm-hmm. You know, I say, you know, it's good debt, but still, like, yeah. you know, I'm like, you don't, I don't need that type of negativity in my credit report. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like dying to get rid of that. No, of course, eh, eh, and I don't like the fact that I, I know it's a joke. Like we have to joke with situations like that, but like I don't like seeing like my my fellow social work peers are like, oh, God already took care of it. Like I, I'm not paying paying the loans. So like, all right, if you want your credit report <laughs> credit being jacked up, like that that's on you. But somehow, yeah. some way, you you're gonna have to pay that money. <laughs> no, no, exactly right. I mean. You know, we you know we just have to pay us you know the ten years and then hopefully they they wipe the you know they wipe the debt after. Well, it it should be um with the with the COVID it should be uh if you have PSLF it should be just seven years of actual payments because they're gonna give you the three years. Don't tell me that because I'm about to fall off the chair. <laughs> they suppose they supposed to Ideal up, up to yeah, okay, up, up, up to the three years. Depending oh if, if you work in a nonprofit, it should be up to the three years. Okay. I've been working in nonprofit forever. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I've been in the UAE for seven years. And if they delete that, like about the fiesta soy yo. But just be patient. Like hopefully, um okay, Ghana, the, the the Democratic senator in uh, yeah. in Georgia and a couple of to at least stay the 50 50. <laughs> that it currently is so so that stuff can actually happen in in the summertime you're gonna see a lot of social workers uh not everybody but a lot of social workers like ecstatic <laughs> and partying no yeah i mean i i told my like i told my daughter I was like i don't care they only take a 20 I, that's 20 is better for me because the number goes down exactly so i don't care mike free money is free money you could you could take 20 i'll be happy with that yeah, no, I mean, I definitely no. Yeah. Can I, I be mean, grateful? No, of course, because they could use that rest of the money to be saving up for kids' college or put it in the retirement and in, 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 in the stock market. You got a house, put more money to the principal so you can knock that loan off or start businesses and 
mm-hmm. go on that long away to vacation do so many things with the extra money from from not paying the loans so it's definitely it needs to happen because the student loans have been driving me nuts <laughs> mm-hmm. i actually i actually used the first the first stimulus check i gave it like here i i need to pay this off only because i was planning to to purchase to getting ready to purchase my house so i was worried about my debt to income ratio and it was like here take it because i need this student loan uh the the balance to, to go down to help my my debt to income ratio so it was like hey the, the first 1200 here, take it. <laughs> I get the next one. <laughs> no, yeah, right. I mean, no. So, don't it's, so it's like now, if they want to give me the the refund back, I, I I'll take that twelve hundred because. <laughs> and those are the people that got a refund. I mean, I guess like one of my friends was like, "Yeah, I got a refund saying that the I were paid." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So. Yeah, it's it's still like a. It's still up in the air, but that that's that's supposedly that it's coming and. The, the government keeps making tweaks to to the program, so we just gotta be patient and and, okay. and hope uh, the the Senate House of Representatives stay blue for stuff to happen, and, and hopefully by the summer, maybe or something. I think the the if you had the Pell Grant, something is supposed to happen by the end of this month. Okay. So, um, and then the uh, the rest of the money is supposed to be be done by the summer of next year okay so i mean that's okay yeah thank you thank you for the but information that, that let's see let's see if it actually go through <laughs> but that, that is that's that's what's supposed to happen um well keeping my fingers crossed <laughs> that's how- so, uh, if you you could follow um there's a person uh, her her she goes by the student loan doctor on instagram she always okay. got. She always does like lives, IG lives. So she don't. She's the one that has the like an inside scoop from the White House. What's her name in the Instagram? The student loan doctor. That's one. That's all one word. Oh, that's great. Yeah, her name is so- Sonia Lewis. This is a young uh, African American from. Oh, I see. Yep. Yeah, she always do- does a lot of stuff for. Helping people with the student loans, and that's how that's who I get my my main info from. Oh, great! Thank you, thank you for letting me know. Yeah, because you know that's for all the listeners that gave you a gem, and all the watchers gave you a gem. Who the fuck? And she don't pay me to say that, but I'm trying to help my. I trying to get back from that's the social work. It's in our code of ethics to give back, so that's what I'm (laughs) doing. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) And for free, (laughs) for free, free advertisement. No, so no, no, but it's important. Like the, the little hair I left is like I'm losing it. Thinking about student, <laughs> student loans. Oh, that, that idea. <laughs> the is like turning white. <laughs> Think about student loans. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I need it to be done. Like that way I could. Me too. So I can start getting ready for retirement. Like you know. Yeah, I need. I need. A, I need a, yeah, I need to put. Put like the six the, the six thousand dollars in a in a IRA that <laughs> let it grow because I need been in the social work field 20, 20 years. I didn't even think about retirement. <laughs> I can't be doing this. I got another ten good years left. I feel got ten good years left after that. Like it's gonna be a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> 
God, you sound like me counting. Like, how many more years do I have to do? Retire. <laughs> Or let yeah. this podcast blow blow up and and and, and find get some money from the podcast. <laughs> Suddenly, like just I just do podcast episodes and get paid. <laughs> oh, you will call it. <laughs> so exactly. come to you. Yeah, I'm put I'm putting it I'm putting it out there. So <laughs> put it out there to the universe. O, o el próximo libro. <laughs> no, el próximo viene. El próximo libro viene. Eso viene. You already have two. So you're going to have another one. Yeah, it's in 2023. Another, another one. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice, nice. Congrats. Yeah, make it happen. Yes. So what? what's next, what's next for you? What's next for me? Next for me um, is three years um go give my money to the aswb to take my clinical exam and hopefully pass it um oh, it's gonna happen you're gonna have that lc yeah yeah um, it's in the universe already <laughs> um and what else is next for me um i want to so i have my case i have my case t i have the training okay. so i, I want to put in my um my paperwork to get to take the exam for the KSAC. Um because I already did the training, you know, and I feel like uh it'll just make me a world rounded social worker. And if I want to do consulting work or something later on, which I do want to, then I, at least I have that. Somebody told me every letter after your last name is money. And that always stuck to me. And I'm like, wow, you know, that is true. Um and then I'm starting to do um I'm gonna be a therapist on the um the supervision of a lcsw so oh, nice. i could work and also get my hours so that's what's next for me no that's yeah. that's great that able able to do that now uh, all the best to you on, on that oh, thank people, you. you know people definitely got there's a lot of trauma a lot of hurt in our communities and uh that's partly what i wrote you know, my poetry book just you know share you know my know my story like i'm i'm in the field working and i am going through my own stuff you can only imagine what just the rest of society like going through their losses and it does not have to be like losing family members just be job loss housing like mm-hmm. I, I i was 20 pounds skinnier <laughs> like now i again like this covid way that i can't lose and it's just like or, or no, just little things like that. Like it just adds to the anxiety and just like everything that that's going on in society. And, you know, with the politics going on and all this stuff, and you know, family families breaking up over politics and people losing friends over politics. Or yeah. you you thought your friend was cool and then you find out their true colors and it's like I, it does they're values don't go in with your values so you gotta cut people off and like you're like you no know, at the end of the day you like you i'm gonna miss that person you like you're grieving like the friendships lost because of politics going on or or family members or like fighting over politics so it's just a lot of a lot of stuff that's out there that needs to be unpacked and yeah, that's what we do to try to unpack those those everything that's going on yep 
And that's exactly what we do. On top of dealing our, our own pers personal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was many days that I'm like, you know, like counseling somebody and, you know, and I'm like broken. I'm like torn apart. I was just like a mess. Right. But I still I had to put myself aside and and, you know, and do what's best for the client. Mm. Um. So, you know, yeah, it's, you know, it's part of the process. Right. It's part of our own healing. Wait, last question. Where can people find you? I am on Instagram. I am. I'll tell you now. I don't even know my Instagram. My Instagram is Elizabeth underscore Conde underscore SW. That's my Instagram. Awesome. Yes. And I'm glad. No, I'm grateful to thanks to the book to be share space and be in a community with you. Uh, and likewise, and, thank you. And, uh, whatever whatever you need uh i'm a i'm a email i'm a uh, instagram dm away like if you need anything by all means so. oh i'm gonna bug you because i need to fix my linkedin page <laughs> oh you you got you got such a hard learning about that <laughs> yeah, like, hey, 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 she's the queen of, of, of linkedin she's like who uh, harleni she she's in she's in the book harleni oh, vasquez okay so i'm gonna have to reach yeah because i'm like I'm like, what is this? Uh, what I took, I anything? took, I took, uh, like one of her LinkedIn trainings, so I, 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 I hooked my page up a little bit, thanks to oh, her. No way! Oh and, my god, I have to do one of her trainings then. If you see <laughs> that she's doing a training, please send me a message on Instagram or something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I, yeah, just, just, just follow her because she's always posting stuff on uh, on Instagram, and uh, then, and then. What is her Instagram page? Do you know? Is um her, is her her company name is your your no I got I got the book right right here. and I actually read her her chapter two today like I read quite a few your chapters love mind yeah yes. okay your evolved mind yeah yeah just follow she she's I call her the 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 queen of LinkedIn so the I I'm still and and. Also, if you, I learned, I learned this at a TED talk that I went to uh, this summer. Instead of hitting the follow, like if you want to connect with a person, uh -huh. in, instead of hitting the follow button, go. There's like the three dots like next to their name uh -huh. on the right side, and you hit those three dot the button with the three dots on the and one of those buttons says connect. Hit connect, and if they connect with you, then you have a better chance of seeing their stuff instead of actually hitting the, the follow button on, on LinkedIn. Oh, that's wonderful. Because link, LinkedIn has like first, second, and third connections. So you'll be able to see like their connections and their connections after that. Which is funny because look, look who's here. Do you see it? <laughs> That's I a good opened, that's that's a good looking guy. <laughs> I just opened the LinkedIn page and I put home and I'm like, oh no, this guy. <laughs> oh, okay. I try to put more stuff on LinkedIn just because and because it's just LinkedIn is like the way to go. I've actually had like met people through that I've connected on LinkedIn and, and had podcast interviews as a result on LinkedIn just oh wow that's awesome e email like sending like messages and then eventually like email like email people and gotten people on the podcast because of LinkedIn so 
It, okay. it helps. Well, it if helps. you need more social workers for your podcast, let me know. Yeah, I'm always looking for people. I'm actually trying to get everybody from the book on the podcast. Oh, well, I'm sure you will. <laughs> um, but if you need um other social workers, just let me know because I have friends who are, you know, colleagues who are school social workers and I have friends from like, so, you know, from school and they'll be more than happy to, you know, to be in your podcast. No, yeah, I'm always looking for people and uh, for those uh, watching and listening, e- uh, email me LLC at gmail.com. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, definitely, if you want to get on the podcast, um, one of my goals is to interview a social worker on all 50 states. So uh, the, uh, just want to see what exactly is going on. Uh, boots on the ground in, in your particular state. And of course, uh, any social workers like in Canada, in Europe, and or, or throughout the world as well, because I've met people from from Toronto and mm-hmm. on the podcast, and, and from from England as well. The, the time difference always throw me off. So. Oh yeah, time difference. <laughs> um, so my friends are from Jersey. You know, they're all social workers either in Jersey or in New York. Okay. So, um, if you you know if you want to interview any of them, oh sure. yeah. Definitely send them my way. Oh, all right. So I'm gonna inbox you on Instagram, and then you know, um, and then we'll set that up. I, you know, I love connecting people. No, so. that's great. And the the book the book launch event was definitely uh, proof of, of of relationships and, and connecting, and yeah, make make money together too, and the you know, partnerships and all the you know, whatever happens uh, as a result of. Especially after volume one to see people connecting and there was a lot of events that happened like right after the book launch. And, yeah. And I'm I'm hoping for the, those same type of opportunities as a result of, of, of this book. Oh, yes. I think that I, you know, I think we're definitely going to have opportunities. Definitely. Um, And remember, like what you put in the chat, make sure you follow up with the DOE because that. Yeah. Is yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's a, you know. That's a good avenue. And, and, and I have, and I got, I, I got no me... problem. I got no problem tra- traveling uh, to New York, especially uh, with, even driving, because I could write off the mileage, and, and, and my car is in my business name anyway. So. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> good. Yeah. So, so that, that's. If you, need, you know, if you need any help with anything that I could help you with, you let me know. Yeah, vice versa. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, Good talking to you, and we'll we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you for having me.